Hello everyone, it's Zach and Matt here from Enrollify. Welcome to Second Look, your weekly briefing on the latest higher ed marketing trends that are worth keeping tabs on. It's been a couple weeks, but we're excited to be back with you. Second Look is the podcast version of Enrollify's weekly newsletter, The Minute. If you are not already subscribed to The Minute, you should be. Just Google The Minute Enrollify, you'll find us and you can subscribe that way. Matt is the managing editor of The Minute and spends lots of time every week scouring the internet for the latest trends that are most crucial for enrollment marketers to be paying attention to. Matt, welcome. You ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do it, Zach. Fantastic. Okay, so article number one that you uh put together that you curated for this week's edition. You said um, that last month Edelman had published a study which revealed that 60% of Americans would actually switch to another brand depending on its response to racial inequality. And among the 18 to 34 year old demographic, that number is actually 70%. Uh, You know, this is nothing short of a tense and, and really defining moment in our nation's history. But Matt, what's the big takeaway for enrollment marketers here? Yeah, so there's obviously a lot of work that needs to be done here, but one quick idea is to consider increasing transparency by publishing some sort of a yearly diversity and inclusion report to hold your brand, but also your program's specific brand accountable to improving those diversity stats year over year. And, you know, you can also hold the agencies or partners you work with accountable as well. So General Mills, for example, requires that all agencies it works with have at least 50% women and 20% people of color within the creative department of the, of the agency they're working with. This is an excellent time to also revisit your marketing assets, right? So do they do the best job possible of representing the diversity of your program? And are they appealing to all of your target audiences? I really think higher education brands have a unique ability to genuinely address racial inequality. And it's a cause that most prospective students care deeply about. No, I mean, uh, absolutely. And one of the things that uh, I love the General Mills example, and it would be really neat to see more higher education uh, institutions uh, making those same considerations when when, pick, when picking a, a partner agency, whether that's for digital ads, whether that's for CRM consulting. Um, I really like I really like this idea. I think it's, it's pretty uh, original and unique and would love to see institutions follow suit. Um, this kind of transitions well into the hashtag stop hate for profit boycott, which has grown pretty dramatically in just the past couple of weeks here. Uh, you know, you've got the likes of Pfizer, Unilever and Starbucks who are all pausing ad spend on Facebook for the entire month of July, at least. But, uh, what, one of the things that's kind of coming out right now, which is really interesting is that many people are questioning whether or not this boycott is actually genuine or, you know, is this just sort of a, a time? convenient PR move for big brands and specifically right like in the era of COVID-19 when budgets are being slashed right is this just sort of like a nice way to stop ad spend while also acting like your brand is uh, you know socially woke so to speak so Matt what are your thoughts here and what should our audience be most aware of? Yeah, so, you know, interestingly enough, eMarketer claims that many large brands were already tapping the brakes, so to speak, on ad spend due to COVID-19. So, like you mentioned, to some people, it makes the boycott seem more convenient than proactive. At the same time, not all companies are using this as a short-term PR move. There are several companies like Unilever, for example, that are taking the rest of 2020 to really rethink their relationship with social media platforms and pausing their ad spend and really just taking the time to 
rethink how they want to move forward with social media come 2021. The majority of the boycotting companies are also brand advertisers. They're not those direct response marketing advertisers who rely on ads to really produce bottom line results. So if your school has been dealt budget cuts for digital advertising, you should consider pausing those brand focused ads for a few months. That might give you a good opportunity and allow your school's brand to recalibrate its relationship with social media, address those concerns about those platforms, and also determine if branding ads are really worth it over time. Yeah, this is really, really interesting. And this this moment, um, you know, regardless of what has brought us to this moment, I think is is an important one. And what's happening right now is that people really are questioning what is the ROI of our ad spent on these uh, on these social networks. And so I think for for enrollment marketers for so long, it's, it's sort of been like, you know, you have to be on Facebook, you've got to be on Twitter, you've got to be sure, you know, you're, you're advertising on Instagram. And while that might be true, you know, the degree to which you spend budget on these platforms is worth really, really giving a hard look at and, and considering whether or not that 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 spend is generally the the ROI that your specific institution needs, right? The ROI that your specific program needs. Um, so I'm, you know, again, while these the circumstances that um, have have inspired this boycott, and while you know, COVID nineteen in and of itself, uh, there's there's you know, this is a challenging, challenging, challenging time, um, and and whatnot. But I think some of the fruit that will come out of this moment is that you will see an increase in intentionality across brands and across schools. And that is a good thing, right? If brands, if, if enrollment marketing uh, teams are, are being more intentional about where they're spending, how they're spending, why they're spending, the end result is going to, is going to be bear um, much greater fruit. So I'm excited for this and it'll be really interesting to see sort of how this makes its way into the higher ed space. Um, Last article, Matt, in this week's edition that I wanted to talk about was the article around YouTube ads. So influencers on YouTube create videos that are just about over 10 minutes long. And, you know, some folks who might, who are listening to this might think, yeah, you know, why is it that, you know, YouTube uh, influencers are always kind of hitting that 10 minute mark? Well, 10 minutes used to be the threshold for the minimum video length uh, required to include any sort of mid-roll ads and essentially monetize these videos. YouTube recently announced, however, that shorter videos of just eight minutes in length would now be, would now automatically have uh, mid-roll ads placed on them, even for video creators creators who may not wanted to have them in the first place. So why should we care about this move and what's sort of the opportunity for enrollment marketers? Yeah, so there's a bit of a supply and demand phenomenon going on here. But overall, advertising rates on YouTube have dropped by nearly 50% since the beginning of February. While at the same time, YouTube viewership has increased during the COVID-19 pandemic. So what that means is fewer advertisers means fewer dollars throwing, flowing through YouTube's ad network and then less revenue trickling down to the video creators. So this move by Facebook, or excuse me, by YouTube to shorten uh, the length of monetized videos to eight minutes really is, has this goal in mind to, to benefit those content creators. But at the same time, it impacts us advertisers, right? So we should expect to see a decrease in the prices of YouTube ads because there will be more ad space available on the network uh, as a whole. And so with those prices dropping, you should also be able to reach more prospective students on the platform. And now might be the time to start planning your video ad strategy for this fall. 
Yeah, this is really interesting. And, you know, for, for many schools, uh, they're still new to video ads, especially with pre-roll ads and, and mid-roll ads. And, I, you know, I haven't seen too many uh, higher education institutions do this successfully. Um, and so, you know, I think in, in an era, too, where ad spend from other networks like Facebook, uh, Twitter, and, and even Instagram might be, um, might be uh, uh, contracted a little bit, it might be good to use that investment in testing out some new channels. Like if you haven't tested out YouTube ads before, right? We all know that Gen Z spends a lot of time on YouTube. And as you noted, Matt, already, everyone's spending more time on it uh, due to being at home more. So now is absolutely the time to think about this and and consider uh, the possibility of getting started with YouTube ads if you haven't already done so. Okay, folks, that's all we've got for you today. If you haven't already, please share Second Look with your colleagues in higher ed. Uh, You can shoot on over any and all feedback to myself at Zach at Enrollify.org. That's Z-A-C-H at Enrollify.org. Thank you for being here. Uh, If you haven't already, too, Enrollify is pumping out lots of new content every week, so be sure that you're subscribed to our other newsletters, our other podcasts. You can just go to Enrollify.org forward slash subscribe and see a plus of different um, weekly uh, content assets that we put out. Subscribe to the ones that you're uh, that will make the most sense considering your context. Uh, thank you for being here, and we will see you all next week. If you are an enrollment marketer working in marketing and communications or enrollment management and would be willing to be interviewed on the podcast, or if you have an idea for a topic that you'd like to hear covered on the podcast, please reach out directly to me at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at Enrollify.org. We sincerely look forward to working with you to make Enrollify the most trusted, go-to, digital resource for enrollment marketers out there.